0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.
1: Well you did good.
0: Consequence Podcast Network.
2: I've never been this nervous in my life.
0: And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org consequence and the consequence podcast network thank you as always of course for checking out the uh, the series uh, i do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with uh, all the episodes that we put out uh, three new episodes every single week new and every monday wednesday and friday so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones all the usual spots like uh, spotify and apple Podcasts at npr youtube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with some of my recent guests, in fact, uh, have included uh, The Breeders, uh, the team behind The Morning Show on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, we had Baroness, uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Michael C. Hall from Dexter and Six Feet Under, his band Princess Goes Dropped In, Leve, Andy Taylor of Duran Duran, Rap Boys, Westlife, Tommy Stinson of The Replacements, Jerry Harrison of Talking Heads, just an example of what you get. When you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today talking with the team behind Expendables 4. Director Scott Waugh and producer Les Weldon are here to talk about uh, relaunching this series that's best known for having an all-star cast of action hero legends. Uh, We're going to hear why it was time, actually, to relaunch the franchise after a a decade. Uh, While making up for fan disappointment, maybe, from the third movie, we'll hear how the story mirrors some of our real-life news cycles. Uh, Dreaming up this set's big stunts and, of course, the soundtrack. Uh, This time around, it features Kaleo, Thin Lizzy, Blue Oyster Cults, among others. Uh, we also get to hear about the new younger cast that makes their debut, uh, including 50 Cent, Megan Fox, Tony Jaw, Eco Aueas, Randy Couture, uh, alongside, of course, series regulars like Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and uh, the new team lead in the uh, movie, Andy Garcia. Uh, and, of course, I'm going to ask uh, you know, now, now it's relaunched. Now we've got a fourth one. Are they thinking about a fifth one? And if so, do they have a wish list in mind for cast members? All that and more, we're talking Expendables 4. It's Kyle Meredith with Scott Waugh and Les Weldon.
1: Man, look at that background. Your background's way cooler than mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess, let me throw probably what you're getting. Uh, congratulations on uh, on Expendables 4 here. Uh, it's great to see the gang back together, all the new faces. What, um, let, let's see here, relaunching you know, 10 years later. Why now? Isn't that the easy place to start?
1: Like yeah. People, I, I kind of ask like, where, where, where have you guys been? And, you know, I think after the third one, they really wanted to do, come up with something that was more, more unique to the brand and on message and back to rated R and kind of get back to the original. And that took some time. And, you know, then schedules were obviously, you know, when you're dealing with this many stars, it's very complicated to get everybody's availability. And you know it took a very long time to get the stars to align and the
2: screenplay that they all wanted to make. But here we are, and we're back. Even after the third one, which uh, you know that some people were a little iffy because of the PG-13 rating, and 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 you know, rightly so, some people expected something more. This movie we started thinking about it. And we said, well, look, if we need to develop a story, we need to really think about what we're going to do here with this fourth one. And more importantly, we need to go back to our roots. We need to go back to, you know, the hard R. We need to give the fans, you know, that visceral, you know, carnal uh, experience that they they expect from uh, an Expendables movie. And and I think possibly the third one, you know, maybe we overstepped our uh, bounds, if you will, by assuming that, hey, the audience... It'll help expand the audience and they will love to have a PG-13 when in fact, they want that freight train coming at them at, you know, 120 miles an hour and when it hits a wall, they want to hear and feel and see, you know, all, all the stuff that happens and and that's what we that was our focus there as well as the story. We really wanted to get the story and the characters. This wasn't one where we were just going to bring in random big actor names and try to fit them in there to interact. With our guys, because that doesn't work. That doesn't work for the story. And unless it's helping to push the story forward, it, it's just the character there and it feels, you know, oh, it's cool to see him, but it's a little bit like, ah, oh, okay, well, that was fine. There are all those interactions which. Uh, the, you know, the last film, for example, just didn't quite have. We brought in, you know, these cameos, and it was a cool cameo, but how did that move the story forward? All of this was story-driven, and the characters were there, and then we we went after the actors that we thought would work.
0: Now, Now, you know, going into this, I mean, do you... Because the story can stand on its own, obviously. I mean, we've got the characters. We've got some history. Do you make sure that you're taking certain things from from three as, as, as you're putting your own visual touch to it all? 100%.
1: I think, you know, we really went back and studied the first three and wanted to put Easter eggs in the whole movie throughout. So unless you're actually a, an Expendables fan, you might miss a bunch of them. But there's, they're littered throughout. I, have, I, I came up with a bunch of ideas to pay homages to the original one and especially Expendables 2. Those two really, to me, uh, really wanted to lean back into tonally and even stylistically. And there's, some, there's a lot of that going on in the fourth one that uh, I think kind of
0: puts us back on message for the brand. That's that's fun to play with. I mean, when you get when you get that much world building that you know is kind of already in place that you get to kind of mess around with.
1: Yeah, man, exactly. And uh, they did they did a great job. The you know the original franchise that Sly launched in 2010. I mean, why reinvent it? It's awesome.
0: <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy it's time to rethink recycling with renew particular valued resources may vary by geography more info available at heftyrenew.com welcome back it's kyle meredith with scott waugh and les weldon to talk expendables Four. you got the story too and that becomes an important part of this and i'm only saying that because I think there's always been that section of fans who are like, story doesn't matter, all-star guys playing around with each other, but there is a story here. I'm trying not to ask this too generally, you know, I'm just, uh, without giving too much away from the movie itself, (laughs) but what was that story you wanted to tell? Because the parts I also see is that it's fun that it sort of links up with real life, what's happening out there. As I understand, the script came before a lot of this stuff, but yet here we find ourselves...
2: You know, it's interesting that was uh, I mean, this the script is it predates most of what's happening now. And, and, and this. there's always been a mistrust, I think, you know, between America and Russia, East versus West there. But in this case, it, it was a matter of, you know, that's an element. That, you know, is going to be a threat to any country. Now, the fact that it's escalated in today's world is more a coincidence, if you will, and and, and perhaps it's just, you know, in the kind of general universe of, of action and this and that there are always situations that can, you know, suddenly escalate and become part of your movie, but we didn't intentionally say, oh, let's write something and include Russia in there for this reason. It's, it's fortuitous or not. I'm not sure, but it, it just happened to sort of escalate as the story was there. Well, it's fine. you know, it's always interesting how
1: art imitates life and sometimes it's the other way around, right. Where life follows art, And uh, yes, the screenplay was written many years ago. So there are current events that are happening as we speak, unfortunately, that are in the film. And it's just, you know, one of those things that's, you know, stories most important for me. And, you know, yeah, we can go around and fight and blow stuff up and have a great time. But unless there's actually a human component in it too that we can all relate to, I think is what makes Expendables 4 you know, enjoyable and fun because there's a beautiful revenge redemptive story in there that really leans on to Christmas's, you know, who's Jason Statham's character and really, really gives us something to grab onto some
2: emotionally. And and like I said, it's not, you know, the, the, the Russians aren't the bad guys in this film. So we're not targeting them specifically. It's more like what would happen if, and and that just happens to sort of land where we are today. I mean, don't forget, it's a tongue-in-cheek brand, right? It's an escapism. It's, uh, let's leave
1: our dire, dark world that we live in right now, because unfortunately, the planet right now's got lots of issues. Let's let's go for two hours somewhere and smile, right? And that's what Expendables is about.
0: And it's fun seeing the big stunts. I mean, I'd love to hear about that because at some point, you know, there's a script, sure, but you get to dream some big stuff up. I mean, seeing <laughs> seeing the bikes on the boat <laughs> that. You know where does it? What part does that enter? I mean, do you do you get to play around with? Do you go okay? How do we make this bigger? How crazy can we get?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, fortunately, that's what they usually hire me for. Is um, we want to you know up the ante of action and make it something crazy and visual. And so when I come in, I'll look at the action sequences and I don't necessarily throw them out what's on the page, but they're very much placeholders to me. I just I know where the character starts and where the characters got to eventually end, but how they get there, I can let my imagination be my only limitation. So we can create some visual set pieces like, you know, let's have Robbie Madison get inverted on a, on a deck with his motorcycle and shoot upside down. Yeah. We'll mount guns on the bikes too. And there'll be autos. So yeah, you can, it's, you get to be a kid again. Instead of them being little Hot Wheels, they're actually real life people.
0: <laughs> what, dreaming it up is one thing, getting someone to say yes. And they yeah. do.
1: Like that's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I think it's, you know, that's the beauty of this franchise is, you know, they, they, they want to go big and they want to do it for real. And so when I come up with these kind of sometimes crazy cockamamie ideas, I'm kind of waiting for them to say, eh, I don't know. But they go, yeah, let's do that. And then I'm like, Oh shit, how do I pull that off?
0: <laughs> um, all set to a fantastic soundtrack. You know, we, we were commenting on the music or the music behind me a second ago. I was writing down some of the tracks on here because we got um we start with Kaleo's backbone. I know those guys, they're a really great band. Uh don't fear the Reaper is in here. Of course, boys are back in town harkening back to the original. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you uh what, what do you what do you want to do musically with, with a movie like this?
2: Well, look, there's a lot of input from a lot of people. You know, we we have we have a music supervisor, but but a lot of it is is slide is driven. Jason, you know, 50, obviously, but it's uh, it's thematically speaking, you have to have that 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 sense of drive of, you know, of of, you know, that this is this is thundering. This is going to be. Fun, it's going to be kick-ass and it's, it's not going to be a love story by any means. And, and that's what, that's not what this is. And and so we focus on giving the audience the visual and audio experience, if you will.
1: You know, it's definitely a fine line. It's such a fine line because you want to be relevant and you want to be current, but you also want to throw back to the original movie. So you got some song choices that go throwback to the original, where where the brand started, but you got the score going more current, what's going on cinematically nowadays, um, and you know you you got just got some fun, you know. I mean, one of the song choices in the movie was, "Are we gonna put in a 50 Cent song?" And I was sitting there going, "Hell yes, we are," <laughs> you know, because that's what the brand would do. And yes, there is, and it's very funny, and it's awesome, and I'm
0: very excited about it. How do you not? You've got 50 in the movie. How yeah. do you not do something like that?
1: You know, I know. they're they're like, well, it's not 50 cent in the movie. I'm like, who cares, man? This is this is Expendables.
0: And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Scott Waugh and Les Weldon to talk Expendables 4. Well, and, and of course, that brings up the question about, you know, the casting in itself, because yes, we have the legends, but this time around, we do see more of a new crew than we ever have in the past. You know, was that done intentionally, or is this just part of the grand wish list? I mean, how how do you, how, how do you land on these? Because again, we're talking the all-star team once again.
2: Our guys, although they are aging, I mean, let's face it, are still in, in incredible shape. They're still doing their their stunts. But you need new blood in there and you need new blood. But like I said, this new blood that that isn't just there just because they're young and, and that's you know all you're going to get out of that. You know, so for us, it was a matter of, again, bringing in uh You know, like like Levy Tran again to interact there with Randy Couture. You know that made it again. It's bringing out Randy's character a bit there, and it's and and now she's a strong character on her own. But yes, she's a little bit younger. Jacob Scipio too. You know, but he's such a good actor that it 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 enhances. And, and and Antonio was was an actor. Unfortunately, due to scheduling problems, couldn't be in it, but. Why not bring in, you know, Galgo's son, you know, that then the audience like they're not just seeing Antonio again. Nobody has a problem with Antonio, but you're now seeing the next generation of Antonio, if you will. You got to. So first of all, you go back and you
1: look at the first three. Right. And you're thinking about, look, to be if you look at it, you're going to go, okay, they pretty much have casted all the old. Original action heroes and majority of them that are not a part of the Expendables all died, so there's not really more to, to pick from. You 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 got to look at who's current, who's doing stuff new, and who's the real new action type of personalities these days to bring into the fold. And that's when you get 50 Cent and Eco UAS and Tony jaw, right? And bringing you know bringing Megan Fox and stuff like that to. You know, it's not freshen up the brand. It's to make the the brand relevant to who's who's out in the field right now, right? To play with those nostalgic characters that are still badass in their own right.
0: I mean, I, I got to imagine, you know, those first days on the set or read-throughs or whatever. I mean, these new crews and, and the legends, like, can you see it in their eyes? Do, do, you know, that those, those moments happening of the...
1: Well, you know, it's like putting an all-star team back together. I always like, they, they always wonder, like, how is that working with all of these actors together? I'm like, they're all respectful of each other. So think about pro athletes when they all join a team, but they all come from different teams and they were badass on that team. When they get together, they're like, oh, shit, that's so-and-so. Oh, yeah, bro, that's so-and-so. You know, and these guys, they were like that. They were like kids getting to play ball again together. And uh, and it was, it was was it was a fun experience with them.
0: Yeah. Now, not, not implying anything here, but let's say we get a fifth one somewhere down the road. Let's, you know, I'm hoping by the way, but let's, uh, Uh, Do you have that? Do you keep a wish list in your head? Like, oh, you know who would be great? Do you even let yourself think about that?
2: There's always a kind of a wish list, but it's uh, we haven't really begun thinking about five yet. First, we have to see if we've given the audience what they wanted again. You know, it's almost like this movie is. Is in a way, it's like it's it's like a peace offering, a a sort of you know. I apologize, but here is your real story. This is what you want, and if the audience bu- likes it and the audience buys into it, then you know anything is possible it's but w- there's no way if I can think oh I'm now what's what am I doing for the fifth one It it's it doesn't work that way it only works if the audience really buys into it and if you stay true to the characters and the franchise and the expendables no because
1: I don't I don't only because I I, I am a filmmaker that says story is first so let's see what the story is And then we'll see what type of who's out there that could be cool for that character. Cause that was like eco UAS. I didn't go, Hey, let's get eco UAS and we'll write a character for him. It was the other way around. We had this character and he was from that region of the world and he needed to be able to kick ass and fight against a guy like Jason Statham. And so then you're like, God, who could do that? Who could go mano a mano with Statham? And you're like, eco UAS (laughs) good. So let's get him.
0: Les, it's a pleasure talking to you. Congrats on this one. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing. I love seeing the gang back in action. Uh, Scott, congratulations on being a part of this. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to talk about it today.
2: It's been a pleasure, likewise. Have a great day.
1: Awesome, man. Nice to meet you. Thank you.
0: And my thanks to Scott and Les, Expendables 4, now showing. Thanks to you for checking out the uh, the series. Of course, I do hope you hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. You're going to get three brand new interviews sent to you every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Spotify and Apple Podcasts, at NPR NPRWFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. org. where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, it's four hours of classics from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Of course, you get the, uh, the best in new music, lots of music news, and bonus interviews as well. One of my uh, my recent episodes had the music of uh, Marlena Shaw, Ike and Tina Turner, Billy Preston, Thin Lizzy, Black Oak, Arkansas, Buffalo Tom, Dave Matthews, Goo Goo Dolls, Joy Drop, Eels, Queens of the Stone Age, Bad Religion, Mud Honey, Outkast, Cat Power, and in my interview with Keanu Reeves and his band Dogstar. Just an example of what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence as your music and film news. You can also find me on any of the social media hangs. The address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.
1: Awesome, man. Nice to meet you. Thank you.
0: It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.